The following program contains mature subject matter not suitable for young viewers and graphic images that may be disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. It is Friday, Friday, Friday. See, it sounds much better than Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I am the Fat Man Farmer. And I'm a wild woman. Today, we are on our way to Indiana to go pick up spent grain, so we're doing another podcast. You're getting two this week. Wait, we're doing more than two. Wait. We might, we're going to have three, maybe four in one week. Woohoo! Record. Thank you for everybody who does listen. We're up to almost 700 views. Or, not views, listens. <laughs> Downloads. Um, no questions or anything from anybody, but, you know, if you want to just listen and keep up with us, cool. If not, we're going to keep doing podcasts because we think it's fun. So, today, we're going to talk about kind of a day in the life of what goes on for us. Maybe a what a week looks like because no two days are the same ever. Nope. <laughs> so, um, I might ask week questions about what she does because I gotta give it to her. This little farmhand can manage just about everything on our farm by herself. Other than the physicality of being able to move, you know, 600 pound round bales, being able to drive to the feed store, she can pretty much do everything all by herself. I'm, I'm going to give you a prime example today. Well, I'm going to digress from that. Talk about a little bit about the farm if you haven't listened before. We are 32 acres that we own, another 30 that we manage. We run livestock and gardens and fruit trees, um, mainly sheep. We're about 150 to 200 sheep, and they're giving birth, which is going to lead to our first story today. Um... We have sheep, cows, horses, geese, chickens, ducks. ducks, goats, dairy goats, and these little mini shit goats who are their pets. We have turkeys, um, a lot of chickens, and we've been asked how many chickens we have. Well, we have more than 100 and less than 200, so somewhere... I'm, I'm not sure. You're not sure? If we had less than 200 at this yeah, we, they don't all go into one coop. So we have a chicken coop, which has uh, 30, 40 chickens, Probably. something like that. Then we have all the ones who have decided to not live in the coop and now lives in the barn. And they're in random places in the barn. Then we have Tajma coop, which has 60 plus chickens, something like that. Um... And then there are chickens that are just random. Like, they may live under the porch. They may live in some of the outbuildings. They're just kind of all over. And it's the survival of the fittest, um, which is another story, which you put it out yesterday or two days ago about the chicken that got eaten. So, you know, we have a lot going on. We have, oh, pigs. we got lots of pigs, too. Okay. Um, forgot about pigs. We have three high tunnels that and we... An oh, yeah. And Glinda, who thinks she's a sheep. We, we have some species-confused animals who... Sheep who think they're goats or dogs, and sheep who think they're dogs. Um, you know, an alpaca who thinks it's a sheep. A cow who thinks it's a dog. Two cows who think they're dogs. Well, technically, it would be a bull and a heifer who think they're dogs. Anyway, I digress. So... 
Um, this morning, of all things, so under we, I would say normal, but this was an abnormal morning because we're scheduled to get between one and three inches of rain today, and it is a monsoon, and we're sitting at right at 40 degrees now, so I'm going to guess it was high 30s when she went out this morning. 30 to 39, I think. It wasn't freezing, we know that. No, but it is It's cold. Um... We are in the middle of lambing season, so we can have lambs at any day and any number of any day. And we don't lamb in the barn because simply we have too many sheep. So they lamb out on pasture, and usually we try to bring them up to the barn, or if they have them in the barn, they get segregated, have mommy and me time where the babies and moms can bond, and then after they you know, get some, their legs under them, get a little bit... Uh, more strength to them, then we'll turn them out to the general population. Um, so she went out this morning because I was still inside having coffee. She was eager to get the day going. Um, had a flurry of emails and social media things to answer. And Is that what cooking cookies are? That was part of it. I was answering mother's text as well. So I had a lot of things going on. I managed a bunch of different online groups. And I did not get her messages because my phone was on vibrate. So she went out and decided to walk the pastures in these cold rain, uh, pouring rain. We're talking ankle deep water almost in every pasture at some point. Um, We have rivers where there shouldn't be rivers. And then the little lakes forming too. Yeah. And, uh. Most of the sheep were in the barn when I got out there, but she finally came in and yelled lots of profanities about she needed my help. And you discovered a down sheep out in, like, the furthest place almost from the barn that it could be. Yep. And it looked like it had been there for a while because there was lots of poop. It had passed the afterbirth. but I couldn't tell what it was. I thought it was having it guts or something come out through one of the back ends. Oh no, that was the afterbirth. So it had a baby, we believe. Um, there were no, there was no baby in the placenta sac that I saw. So it is either the afterbirth or not 100% sure, but that's what I'm going to go with. We did not find any baby out there, so we're not sure if a predator got it, if where she even had the baby. Um, now we're talking seven, eight acres that it could have been on at least in that pasture. Then we have three others that it could have been in, in one and two. So she got me out there, and I want to give her a big props for this because she had the insight to bring a sled. So we have a sled for when we move stuff in the winter. It's like an Arctic sled or a hunting sled. It's got big high walls on it. It's very heavy duty. She had the foresight to bring that sled out there because she knew she wouldn't be able to carry the sheep. I don't think you were able to lift it to put it in the sheep. The sheep's probably 150 plus pounds, and then it was wet, and it had been there for a while, so we had another 30, 40 pounds worth of wet wool. So it was heavy for me to lift. So we put it in, I put it in the sled, and then she took off looking for the baby. We don't know where it was at, but she walked all of the pasture, and we did everything we could to try and find it. It may have been washed out. She may have had this lamb somewhere else on the property that we just could not find. So, Mommy is now in the barn under a heat lamp with other sheep. She seemed to be doing fine other than she just couldn't get up. So, 
that may have been part of the issue is looking for baby or trying to get baby back to the barn. She just ran out of energy, especially with this cold and rain. Um, we did have a sheep earlier who had pregnancy toxemia, which is where they the baby steals too much calcium and nutrients from the mom and it depletes their system and they have issues being able to stand and perform normal functions. So this was an abnormal morning. The rain, the, yep. the sheep being down, the babies, this is not a typical morning. So we have that one and then a couple other mornings ago we had one chicken who just would not get put up at night. Usually they all go up, no problem. We lock the doors and lock them in at night for predator control. This one got in with the cows and then kept running from me while I tried to get her. So I was like, fine, you can stay out. Well, we found that chicken, well, what's left of her, the next morning. And we, wild woman in true form, put up a, a, a good statement of, survival of the fittest if you're natural not going to natural selection if you're not going to get put up to be protected from predators you're kind of too stupid to be in the flock so mm -hmm. the uh the whole mantra of um go to bed or wind up dead is going to be a new slogan for the chickens <laughs> so either you go to bed or you got the chances of going to something's going to get you at night so we had a a chicken carcass we had to deal with as well one morning well, we had a feeling that that would happen. Is if they don't get put up or they don't get to a point where predators can't get to them, then that's kind of their own fault. Chickens aren't the brightest. I mean, they could have at least gone inside of Betty's head. More than likely, predator could have been scared of her and Red. Yeah, so this chicken was just sitting on a pallet out kind of in the open. And so she's right. Survival of the fittest. And if you're, if you're that dumb, you don't need to be part of uh, the farm. We also have the slogan on the farm, get along or get gone, and that didn't have multiple meanings. So, let's get into what a kind of typical day is for us. It depends what yeah. the jelly goes on. Yeah, so it depends if it's kidding season, which is when the goats are having babies, lambing season. Uh, season of mud. Season of mud, or snow and ice, so we'll kind of go over some of the the morning things that, that go on. We, Wild Woman, has like, she is awesome that most of the chores she takes on by herself. So do you want to start off with what do you do? So you you get up, you kind of hang around in your room for a little bit. Hang around in my room, go watch stuff, YouTube, and stuff on my, on the couch upstairs. Then you come down and have breakfast, which is where I'm having coffee and my social media internet time which is where I'm maintaining our website, maintaining the different Facebook groups, working on the, the podcast page. I mean, all those kinds of things. It's the quiet time in the morning that we, we end up going up around, but anywhere from going outside, anywhere from 8.30, there's a hell of a lot of turkeys outside right there. Those are turkeys on this Those are turkeys. There's like 30 turkeys as we're driving along. They're anyway, there. something shiny. If y'all can't tell, I have ADHD and can't stay focused for very long. She does too. Anyway, so, you know, we go out anywhere from 8.30 to 10 o'clock. Just kind of depends. What's going on, what the weather's like, what's going on inside, if senior farm boss is home or not. 
a senior farm box's home that we're usually in for extra because it's YouTube time. Oh, those are on the weekends. She likes to watch YouTube on the weekends and watch some of the various homesteading and farming shows. So, um, we will go out. So you get dressed, put on your farm gear, and go outside. I'm usually not too far behind you. It depends on which cup of coffee you're on. Gotta have my two cups, then I gotta filter the coffee. So, you coffee drinkers know what that means. Um, head out, and then what's the first thing you do when you go out? Uh, let the chickens and the ducks out, usually. And the chickens and the ducks are not together, so the chickens are in the chicken coop you let out. Chicken coop I let out. And then you go up through the garden and let the ducks out. Ducks and the geese. Some of the geese. The girl geese. The nice geese. Um, and then what? Uh, usually heading up into the barn to get stuff ready to get hay or get water or letting Athena out depending on what the weather is. Athena do is the livestock guardian dog who is still learning her place, and because we're in lambing, we don't want her to be unattended right now. She's still young. I don't think she will do anything with the baby she lambs. Might eat the, she might eat the placenta. She might try and lick the baby. She, yeah, if they're covered in goo and everything, she may get a little aggressive with the licking. Um, so we're, we're not 100% sure until we see her do it and what's going on. Um, so she'll let her out now. The hay that you give out to everybody is not always the case. You only do that because the goats are locked up currently. Yes. So, with the hay, we either have square bales in the barn or close to the barn, maybe in the hay loft, or we've been getting round bales because it seems to be cheaper and easier to buy one round bale and then break it down over a period to give it to the the goats. So in the barn we have ooh, uh, a lot of goats. Um, I say a lot, but we have the big goats, so there's four in there. Piper, Lily, Lillian, damn goats, the four. And then we have the Love. little goats, the little pain in the asses. Blood, Greg, uh, Cena, Cena, Gabrielle, Love. and Zoe. And then they have babies. So Zoe has two babies. Gabrielle has two babies. Zena has one. And then Greg and Lug are both boys. Well, Greg's a boy. Lug's a half a boy because he's got no nuts anymore. I think that's maybe uh, 12 or 14. But the babies aren't eating hay, are they? Uh, they're starting to nibble on stuff. The babies will eat the grain cow. So... Um, we don't normally grain them other than when they're pregnant or nursing so that they need those extra calories and extra nutrients that they won't necessarily get from just hay. The it also goat, keeps them quiet in the morning. And the goats typically are out in gin pop with the sheep, but because they have babies... And they keep jumping. And they keep jumping, so we're having to track the goats down and... If they have babies, they sometimes will leave the babies on the other side of the fence because they're not the smartest goats. So 
So the mommies will jump over, leave the babies, and then they're prone for predators or um, getting lost, getting sick, getting cold. So right now the goats are all in the barn. But I have noticed something with the sheep and the goats have done this. Some of the mommies will jump over and then like a, a few goats will stay behind or sheep and watch actually a group of babies. I, we did have some of those. We have some that are like the mommies of the group. Glinda, who is the alpaca, she does like to be mommy because she doesn't jump fences. And so we have pictures of her with several goats, like four or five goats from a year or two ago, and sheep. And she's just out in the pasture just laying, laying down, and all the goats and the sheep babies, so the lambs and the goat kids, are all just around her, jumping on her, and she's perfectly content. Now when we do have, oh shit, traffic completely came to a stop and there's lots of semis around us so sorry um <laughs> all right so maybe we'll have less road noise and uh rain now so the the goat kids and the lambs are all around glenda and she is really curious about when the babies come so if somebody gives birth out in a pasture she's usually right there investigating looking smelling and she's not aggressive to anybody she just is Hey, new friend, new family, new friend. Who are you? I think the traffic pile up or something happened. Probably somebody hydroplaned, an accident, or something, and we just got started on the road. Hey, who knows? We might have a super long podcast because of this. Oh, no, I don't want to have three-hour-long podcast. If it was more than, I don't know, two hours, maybe we break it up. I don't know if I have that much recording space. We'll see. Let's, <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep going. Something shiny. Anyway, so, okay, so you let your, you feed the goats and the water, and we have to give this clarification that not all the goats are together, so they don't all have one water bucket, they don't all have And one. babies love to knock water buckets over. So there's multiple buckets, multiple places to give feed and hay, multiple gates to go through, so it takes a little bit more time. Now, during the winter months, it's even worse because most of that water is either frozen or... Um, the line, the hoses are frozen and things, so you have to take extra time to do water uh, when it is uh, winter and below freezing temps. Um, we don't have all of our buckets being heated. I see flashing lights up ahead, so we got maybe a mile worth of traffic. All right, so um, winter is a little more complicated than normal chores. Normally the goats aren't in the barn during the spring and summer months and or fall. And you know, we don't have winter and we're not feeding them hay because they get browse and pasture. So that, that kind of takes the majority of your time in the morning, doesn't it? Usually. Alright, so after you feed goats and water them, then what do you do? Uh... Depends on what season it is. All right, so let's start with the spring season. What do you do when it's spring? Uh, spring, as in right now around time, it's checking for babies usually. Doing lamb checks. Yes. So that's when you... And lamb checks takes, you know, quite a bit of time because sheep may be in the barn because sometimes they'll come up and sleep in the barn. They may be sleeping in one of the pastures where they like they all kind of sit together usually. It may be at the barn, it may be in the lean-to of the barn, it may be around the barn, it may be in one of the pastures, wherever they decide that's tonight's spot. 
So it also depends on the weather. True. Depending on the weather, the sheep might choose a different area to sleep in. If it's rainy like it is today, they're all in the barn. If it's just drizzly, so, you know, kind of like misty, blah kind of weather for people, they may be out grazing. I'm guessing an accident happened because I'm seeing, like, police car kind of flashing light, yep. blue and red. Um, so, you know, in the winter, they may be in the barn. They may be out in the snow. The sheep don't really care. We've had them with, you know, an inch worth of snow on their fleeces, and they don't care. They sleep out there. Um, we've had freezing ice on their coats. Yeah, and also the horses, if they have hair and that, if they look like they have ice. Beards. They have beards. Um, all right, so that's spring. What do we do in summer? We're not really checking for lambs then. Well, providing that everybody gave birth and we didn't plan it for a late birth. So summer months. What's going on in summer? We're looking for baby chicks. Baby chicks. See if any of the birds have sat on nests and hatched them. Uh, checking all the waters because sometimes it does get really hot and muddy. They run out of water. Trying to do chores earlier because it gets much harder. Yeah, we start out er those days when it's well. So part of the reason we don't go out so early in the fall, winter, and early spring is because it's not light out. Um, doing chores with a headlamp, you know, it, it's nice and all if you need to, but if you wait just an extra hour, the sun's up and you can start seeing without it. Because uh, some of our sheep are all black, or we have black Betty, or the chickens are black, so you don't see everything unless you're looking directly at them. And we them. have black rams, so you might have a ram that might sneak up on you. Yep. So, you know, fall, spring, you know, when the, it gets lighter later, we don't go out till later. Um, Alright, so we check for chicks in the summer. In the fall, what are we doing? Uh, well, we don't tap in the fall. We tap in the spring, which we forgot to mention. Yeah, well, that's that's not a daily chore. Unless we are tapping, then that adds to it. So see, nothing is ever the same. Um, this year was a super weird year uh, for maple and black walnut syrup that the temperatures were either super cold or it got warm. Like in the 50s. And it kept going back and forth and back and forth. And we really didn't have a good temperature, um, a good season to tap. And so we just didn't do it. We had a lot of other things going on. And that would have just been adding more stuff to what we had to do. So we didn't tap. But, you know, usually about this time, maybe February to March... Is probably ideal time for tapping. Um, after we get done with chores for the animals, because the animals come first, we go and check all of the buckets to see how full they are and either exchange buckets that are full or, you know, just check them to make sure, see how much we have before we have yeah, to We also them. have to check to make sure Betty is away from the buckets and the rams in them are away from the buckets because they suck. Yeah, we, we've, we've learned... That's part of Betty's nickname is the sap-sucking heifer. We cannot tap any trees where she or the sheep or the goats have access to them. So we move depending on where we're tapping, depending on where we're grazing. We do rotational grazing, so they're typically not in the same spot for a long time. Um, and then we can close off areas if we need to. 
So, you know, during February to March, we may be checking buckets after doing chores. Um, summer months, we want to fill waters and check waters to make sure everybody has water for the summer uh, during the heat. Now, the sheep and everybody don't typically go out in the hottest part of the day, do they? No, they usually go out in early morning or later in the fall. Not in the fall, in the afternoon. Afternoon, whatever. Aha, uh-huh, see, you're starting to do it now, too. Um, so we have what's called the, ch- the cud chewing hour. So usually the sheep will get up about probably when the sun comes up when the, in the summer months. Go out and graze for a couple of hours, and then during the hottest part of the day, they come back to the barn, or we have the sheeping tree, which is a big tree in the back where it's got lots of shade, um, or they're in one of the tree lines, or they're out in the woods during the hottest part of the day, and they just all kind of lay down, chew their oh, cud. Oh, yeah, Cherok went off the road and looked at See, I'm talking, and she has to interrupt because something's shiny. They have those flashing, blinking lights. But nobody else can see that. Oh, man. Looks like a truck went off the road and flipped. Hope everybody's all right. I didn't see... Well, there is a... I didn't see an ambulance, so... You know, the ambulance already left. That's what that yellow thing was. No, that was an emergency vehicle. It wasn't an ambulance. Probably mechanical stuff. Anyway, back to road noise, so we're going to start talking louder. We're on our way. Yeah. So, um, fall morning chores may consist of making sure water is broken. So if you have an ice layer to get them out there. Um, or you know, making sure the troughs are all filled. Part of the problem in winter is we can't use hoses because they freeze up. So you'll have to use buckets and that makes chores take that much longer. Yeah. Oop, there's another car that looks like it crashed. driving on rain, or uh, ice-covered roads. Lots of accidents. I guess everybody needs to slow down. Um, so that's kind of, let's see, what is that about for a normal walk around during a day? Yep. Unless the sheep have decided the area is no longer good for them and it is time to bust the green. Oh uh, yeah, then we have the, the all goat, sheep, cows on the road where they're not supposed to be, jumping fences, so Black Betty has had multiple calls from law enforcement that she is not where she's supposed to be. So that's always a fear. That's why she is locked up while we go to town today. Um, the sheep sometimes, if they've eaten an area down too low and they find a weak spot in the fence, will get out. We're trying to do better about rotating them more so that they don't get to that point where they feel the need to escape. There's always plenty for them to eat, and we move them before they get to that point. So we're getting better. We and, are getting better, I think. And, well, I think it's not necessarily we're getting better, but the pastures are getting better so they can support the sheep longer as they grow faster. And as we they fertilize it, we're getting better growth and better maintenance on it. Yeah, and also have you seen the horse field? It's got a whole bunch of green grass. Yeah, the horses won't eat on that. We need to go drag it. So, what she's talking about is the horse lot, the horses are locked in one lot. They don't get to go socialize with everybody else right now. 
uh, mainly because they had their own hay bale during winter. Uh, and one bale lasts these two horses a month, a month and a half. Um, if we would have let the general population over there, that would last less than a week. So, uh... It takes the sheep like a day or two. Uh, they spread it, and then they eventually eat on it. So, the horses on their own. But the horses don't like to eat where they poop. So, there's lots of poop in there that we haven't drugged the pasture. And dragging the pasture is... You take a tractor or a truck or something, and you drag maybe a section of chain-link fence. Or there's special devices, but a chain-link fence with some cinder blocks tied on it just works just as well. And all you're wanting to do is break up all of those poop piles and spread it so that it thins it out and kind of distributes it more evenly. Now, that horse pasture used to be one of the worst um, pastures for grass and growth, and now it's one of the best ones. And I want to say that's because we're no longer haying it and just letting the animals graze on it and poop on it, and that's improving the soil quality, which is improving the hay quality, or the forage quality, the grasses and things that are growing. Um, we don't really do much with the horses morning chores, do you? Not unless it's winter, and that then you have to sometimes go break their ice, or depending on how cold it gets and how wet it is, you'll have to go put the coats on. Yeah, so depending on where the, the, the temperature is, and whether the rain is coming, or whether it's cold, like freezing rain, how long it's going to be, you know, all these different factors to whether we put the coats on the horses or take the coats off. I shouldn't say we. You do that. I don't do that. Mama I don't does it too. Okay. Well, she does it when double. she's home. Um, but you pretty much do that too. Um, let's see. What else do we do? I When I get out, I let Betty and Red out. Check on Piggy and her kids. And let Tajma Coop out. And those are the chickens in the high, one of the high tunnels. Um, hold on one second. And I'm back. I had to adjust my microphone because it was all up in my beard. You're starting to beard noises. <laughs> oh, I forgot. One of my first things I do is load the wood boiler, which you and Mother don't do. So I... Some of them aren't that big, so we heat our hot water and the furnace, so which the heat for the house is all through an outdoor wood boiler, which I feed it in the morning before I go out and start doing my part of the chores, and then in the evening when we come back from chores. And that pretty much 12-hour period, we usually don't run out of anything, any hot water or heat for the house. Um... So usually when I get out, I'll feed the wood boiler, go check where we wild woman is at on some harsh chores, if she needs help with anything, moving anything. Um, if we have birds up in the top of the barn, so in our brooder, she may need help with water or moving animals or adjusting, cleaning coops out. Oh, we got to clean those brooders, speaking of that. Ugh, yeah, no, cleaning the coop and the brooders are never fun. That kind of goes, that's not something we regularly do on chores. It's, depending on what we're doing and, and for raising chicks, it's 
two to three times a year we do some of those things. So uh, check with you on chores if there's anything else that needs to be done. And then we start on projects. Different projects for a different time of the year. She usually goes in, I want to say Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you usually go back in to start homeschool while I go and work on projects. Yeah, so, you know, like we said, every day is something different. We may be driving to Indy to get uh, food from the food bank. We may be going, like today, going to get spent grain from the distillery. Um, we may be needing to go get hay. We may be needing to go get feed. We don't feed a typically lot like bag feed and things. You know, the goats get it when they're pregnant or when we're milking them. Um, nursing or pregnant ewes that may have issues may get some feed. Uh, who else gets feed? Horses get feed sometimes in the winter. Now uh, You feed them like every other day or every day in the winter months, don't you, when it's super cold in the morning? Yeah. Is it in the morning or just in the evening? Um, we're in the evening usually. Unless it's like really cold and mother will tell me, go get the horses some grain in that. Um, let's see. So then we do projects, and projects could be any number of things. That's from working on the garden in the high tunnel to fixing fences because the sheep were out yesterday or the goats were out, putting in new fence. It could be cutting firewood. It could be uh, walking fence lines to, before we move animals to a new pasture. It could be bucking barn stalls, it could be cleaning the coops, cleaning the brooders. Um, what else do we typically do on some of the more maintenance type projects? Maintenance on vehicles. Um, sometimes I feed the pigs in the morning. Just depends on what we got going on and if we have something going on in the evening, we feed them earlier. And it also depends on the temperature. So if I get out there and it's starting to get super hot, pigs don't necessarily like to eat when it's super hot. They'd rather eat in the evening when it's cool or first thing in the morning uh, before the day. But then again, they don't eat a lot in the summer months because it's hot and they're full and they just feel miserable. They're mud wallows. Our pigs are in the woods, so they actually have shade and cool most of the, the summer months, so it's not so bad for them. But um, they do also have like a foot or two deep mud wallow. Yeah, they all have mud wallows to cool them off. If you didn't know, pigs don't sweat, they don't pant, so in order to cool themselves off in the, the heat, they make mud wallows or dig big... Uh, holes. If there is no mud, they try to make mud and lay in that all day. And then the mud acts as a cooling agent and also protects them from insects. Uh, biting insects and things like mosquitoes. That's the one nice thing about fall, winter, and early spring like this. There are no mosquitoes and yeah. flies and wasps well, and hornets. Flies <laughs> are starting to come back. Um... But I do despite hornets and wasps. Let's see. 
So I'll do that. She goes in and does homeschool. And then we'll break from lunch for our... Oh, it just depends. 11 to 2 could be lunch at any time during that. Because I have insomnia, sometimes I take a 20-minute siesta nap. Power nap. Takes an hour to oh, mother takes four hours. If she comes in during the weekend and wants to say, I feel like taking a nap, she's not getting up until 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. So... I'll take my 20-minute power nap and get up and go do something else or work online or clean eggs or do dishes. So we, our dishwasher broke, and this is like the third dishwasher we've had, so we give up on buying more dishwashers and we just wash by hand. Um, and with the eggs, it depends on how dirty they are, whether we clean them or not. Uh, with the gardens, we got a weed, we got a water... Um, plant new things because we're constantly planting. I personally don't start the seeds. You have seeds that you start, but Mother pretty much does all of the seed starting, and she starts seeds um, from December and pretty much keeps doing seeds until like I don't know. I think I want to say she pretty much does them all year long because we'll put new stuff in the high tunnel in November and December. True. Let's see, what else do we do on regular and reoccurring chores? So, um, shearing, which is not is a project, but we usually do that in March before lambing, but because we didn't plan for lambing this year, we're kind of a free-for-all. During... I think you might need to grab a pair of heavy scissors to trim out the back end, because some of them literally have, like, wads of poop and wool. Yeah. So if uh, you is super close to delivering, so you usually can tell that by their udders start filling and back, we call it bagging up. So they start filling up with milk and colostrum. You can tell by um, the JJ, the hoo-ha, that they are starting to get swollen, um, getting ready for labor. But that doesn't always mean it. Mother says that Moon, uh, no baby, had swollen uh, back in, and that was like two weeks ago, and she hasn't had a, a lamb. Moon is also a vet, which is scaring me how much baby, how many babies she's got. She's only ever had two. I don't think she's going to go higher than two. And she didn't. We've had settlers that have had triplets before. Yeah, but she didn't look super big like some of the other ones. Dina um, didn't look big, but she still popped out a little turd. Yeah, her little turd was big, though. Um, let's see, what else do we do for project-wise? Now, that's not always true. You don't always come right in after doing chores to go do homeschool. You'll take Athena do up, and she gets chained up right now because we don't have adequate fencing around the house for her to stay, and we don't want to leave her with the sheep while we're lambing, so she gets chained up by the house and you go hang out on your swing set for an hour or two. I love the music on there. So, that's part of your morning. Going to the feed store, going to do different things like that. Um, so then we start, let's see, projects go, or homeschool goes till about what, 4.35? 
right now. And that's only because during the winter months it's dark by 5.30 or 6, so we don't want to be using headlamps to do a lot of the chores. Unless we had to, like, go to something, then we'll get some of our earlier chores done instead. Yeah, if you have a horse and pony or a 4-H or a hippology meeting or something like that, or we have to go to an event or something. So chores start about 4.30 or 5 during the, when it gets dark early, and some nights it's 7 or 8 when the sun stays up later that we're doing chores. So what does evening chores consist of for you? Uh, I don't put the chickens up because they ain't going up. They ain't going up until it's dark. Yeah, the chickens don't go up until it's dark 30. So... Maybe taking a fiendu up to the barn to let her roam around on the other side of the Yep, as long as somebody's out there, Athena Goose gets to roam and be free. Getting um, hay if I don't still have hay in the barn. Feeding the goats and everybody who's in the barn or the sickies. So we do have a sick ward, so if anybody has needs extra attention or medical needs or something like this, we have a a sick unit where you have to bring them food and water. I don't want to say we're always got somebody in the sick ward, but it almost seems like that sometimes that there's always somebody who needs a little extra something. Well, all our little sheep would need a, need a little extra something. More than likely something to do with all their wool loss. A lot of them are starting to lose their wool and hang to the ground. Yeah, they get wool break when they get sick. Um, Wool break is where their bodies are either repairing or they have a parasite load or something that they didn't get enough nutrition for a time period, um, disease or parasite load. Or just being stressed by a mate. Yeah, mothers can get wool break from being stressed and their wool just stops growing or it grows really thin and fragile and it breaks off really close to the skin. So then they get wool break and it just kind of falls off in chunks. It may be the whole animal, like honey. Or Jesse. Or Jesse to add it. Or it may be just little patches, like around their neck, their chest, or their midsection. Our uh, sheep also lose wool around their neck from sticking their heads through fences. Yeah, because we use woven wire fence. So it's, uh, I want to say it's bigger than 4x4. Four four. It may be 4x6 inch squares in the fence and they'll stick their heads through it to... They're about as big as your hand. Yeah. An outstretched hand. They will stick their heads through there and they keep rubbing on the fence so much that they rub the wool right off their neck so they have... Or like, rub their wool on gates and that because they just they itch. just gotta get that itch. They also have the scratching coat which is incredibly smooth. Yeah. So, you totally went five different directions from wool break. So they'll lose wool around their neck from eating through fences. Um, then the sheep will have, because they have all the wool and they're out in, you know, we don't coat them, which is where you put jackets on them to protect the wool. They get little bits of hay or sticker bushes or thorns and things in there and they always are itchy. So they're itching their butts, they're itching their backs, they're rubbing their sides on poles, posts, 
we've made itching posts for them, which is um, two logs that were sitting, went stuck in the ground, one higher than the other, and then a log bolted to that at an angle. So if you're a short little sheet, you can get on the little side, or if you're a tall sheet, you can get to your underside. And the other one is the tall part where the taller sheet can go itch and scratch. Uh -huh. And it was a rough bark on there, and they have rubbed it like super smooth. They also rub on all the gates where they've rubbed the paint off the gates. Yeah. Which, which is funny because all the sheep produce lanolin, which is like an oil in their skin. And some of those places where they've rubbed the paint off, their lanolin has given a, a coating on it so it doesn't rust on there. So you have bare steel on the gates, but it's super smooth and got like an oil coating on it that or protects the it. poles in the barn. They're like super smooth. And these are like telephone poles, floating poles. Yeah, they rub on everything. So, let's see. It has nothing to do with chores and what we're doing. It can. So, let's see. Evening <laughs> chores. So, you feed anybody hay and or grain and check their waters again. Um... For anybody who's in the barn, it might be moms, it might be babies, sickies, new animals that we're isolating because we keep them in quarantine before they meet everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, now, Mother, we forgot to talk about milking. Mother milks in the mornings. She used to. She used to. Well, she started going into work more often, and Lily was producing less milk, so we just stopped milking her. So, in the mornings when Mother was home... She would milk the sheep, uh, not sheep, milk yeah. the goat, um, so anywhere can from, sheep. you can milk sheep, anywhere from 5.30 to 8 or 9. It just depended on what her online meeting schedules were and what was going on. And then she'd come back in and filter the milk and go to her mood feedings. Now, we and I could be milking the sheep, the goat. I keep wanting to say sheep. Got sheep on the brain. Sheep, 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 sheep. So, we could, but our dairy goat doesn't necessarily like us as much as she likes senior farm boss. Um, so, she seems to like being milked by Mother more. That's her goat. We, as of right now, we're not milking any of the little goats, mainly because they're pain in the butts so and they don't have a lot of milk. I think the only one they'll start sweating under there and which makes them cold. We don't normally coat the horses unless it's got, you know, cold, wet temperatures. Val, who is an Arabian, he is a warm blood. He doesn't do cold so well, but he's starting to develop a coat now that we're not coating them all the time. Now, Coco is a little Shetland pony. 
and he gets like a very very thick heavy coat like if he got wet if you went and looked through his hair he'd still be dry at the bottom but then again when it comes summer it starts getting warm he sheds so much you can make a whole nother horse out of just the hair that you lose yeah <laughs> um, you wouldn't think something Oh, some of the other non-routine things that we do. Trimming hooves on animals if they need them, so that's... Yeah, Mama did have to trim the hooves on Greg because these hooves were getting pretty long. Uh, regular maintenance on them. It might be trimming horns if we need to. The goats, or not the goats, the horses have appointments with a farrier who comes and trims and shapes their feet. And we do that, but it was doing it every once a month and then we spread it out to like every month and a half and I think Katrina says we're up to like every two months now that they're getting better we had to do a lot of maintenance on them to get them back into a good shape uh, they were being trimmed as if they were wearing shoes but they're not and so we needed to reshape the shoes and you can you have to do it slowly or you can mess up the horse's feet and cause all kinds of issues Let's see. Um, evening chores. We don't put chickens up till dark. We'll probably feed pigs. So right now we have pigs in three different places. We have Petunia, her kids, and the guinea girls. And then Piggy, who got picked on, picked on, not picked on, <laughs> picked on when we try to move her into general population with her kids. So she's got a special area where she's at. She needs to get over being a special pig and, and just go in with everybody. And then we have the boars who are out in the woods right now. So that's three places to water, three places to feed each and every day. And that's pretty much my job. Plus, mother's home, sometimes she'll do it. And pigs get spent grain or eggs or stuff from the food bank or if we don't have any of those things they'll get corn that we have as an emergency ration but for the most part we've been able to keep up with uh, spent grain and food from the food bank let's see I'll collect eggs from Taj Mahal in the evenings when I feed them or feed the pigs so Taj Mahal has a giant feeder inside the uh, what do you call it? High tunnel. And we'll feed them maybe once a week. It just depends on how fast they're going through it. How much outside time they they got and how much they're getting from uh, free ranging. Um, sometimes you have to go bring them calcium in the, from uh, oyster shells. So that's not a non-standard thing that we do. Watering animals is not always a everyday thing. And some of the animals have bigger troughs than others that support more water. Or they have water that comes off the roofs of different structures. And so we don't have to water it because if there's been rain, they get their water that way. Uh, that's all I can think of, Will. We'll call in the sheep and or goats. 
chief don't always want to come in, though. So we'll have to go get them and bring them in. If they're moving into a new area the next day, it's easier to have them all up by the barn for the night, and then we'll open the new area the next day than trying to run everybody down. Speaking of that, is the gate to the middle closed? Which one's the middle? Where Jupiter was the other day. Yes, I closed it. Okay. Let's see. Evening chores. What else do you do? Feeding the goats at night. Feeding Athena do. Which, because she's still growing at a pup, she gets her kibble. Plus, she gets a treat at night. And that's to help encourage her to go to her room. Because she absolutely hates getting put up. Then she's strong. And she probably, if she ran full force, she could probably knock you over. That's me, not her. She is definitely very strong. We need to weigh her one day and see how much she weighs. But she is like all muscle. And uh, if she doesn't want to go into her room, it takes a lot to get her to go. So giving her uh, bones from the butcher or old meat that we have that has gotten freezer burnt or we had a freezer who died and uh, we questioned whether the... Meat was a still freezer good or not. who died. That sounds like you're talking about a person. We had a freezer that died. Is that better? Yes. Um, so we've been feeding her out of that. And um, feeding her cow heart in that. Yeah, stuff from the butcher that we don't necessarily eat. Some cow heart, cow liver, pig heart, uh, pig kidneys or whatever else we get. Same thing from the sheep. We ask for all the bones and all the organs when we have animals processed. And then she gets all of those. Uh, we've been able to get quite a bit from the food bank. And now we're starting to look into getting into rabbits just to raise meat for meat. the dogs and cats and things. Yeah, because Athena's going to eat a lot. Yeah, she, she, she's a hungry, hungry uh, hippo. Let's see, what else do we do in the evening? Uh, feed the wood boiler. Close up. So, usually after dark, one of us, whoever's out, so sometimes you're still on your uh, playground swinging. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's mother. We'll go and put up Taj Mahout chickens and the chickens in the chicken yard. Oh, you put up ducks usually. Well, somebody usually puts up ducks. I usually put ducks up. Ducks are much easier that they've gotten into the routine that they get a scoop full of feed if they go to their room at night. So all you have to do is walk up to their room and yell out, all ducks go to bed. Or hey ducks, or just say ducks. Ducks go to bed. And senior farm boss says, ducks go to bed, mama said. And so... Uh, They'll all run up to their the, the duck palace and close them in, lock them in for the night. Um, depending on the temperature, morning chores or evening chores may be opening the sides of the high tunnel. So right now, if the daytime temperatures are in the 40s and 50s, we keep the sides of the high tunnel closed at night. But when the sun comes out, it'll quickly reach up over 90 degrees in there. Sometimes 100. 
if we're not out there and we don't get the alarm that the temperature's too high and then we'll uh, we go vent it which is just raise up the sides and then we put those down at night usually whoever puts the ducts up closes the high tunnel at night now when the temperatures I want to say ooh, April, May time frame all the way up to September usually we leave the sides vented all the time because we need to keep it cooler in there um, watering the high tunnel is one of the not routine tasks but it's kind I don't of, water it you and mother do Okay, I'm just saying the things that go on in the day, because nothing is ever the same. What else do we do in the evening? Uh, sometimes you feed your fish in your pond. Yep, we have a fish pond, we'll feed them. Um, I can feed them at any time, though. Doesn't really matter. Now, during the summer months, we'll also, as feeding the pigs or other the grazing animals... Um, periodically we will harvest all of the or most of the water hyacinth and uh, duckweed and azola and feed to pigs or chickens or sheep or cows or whoever and that cleans some of that off purifies the water in the ponds and then gives them a big protein boost we need to get a protein lick don't we Speaking of protein, so we give the, the sheep and, well, it's going to be the sheep and the, the goats, but we'll have to keep Betty off of it, so I don't know how we're going to do that. Uh, it's a molasses and protein tub that the sheep usually get for um, about now when they're kidding and lambing. The problem is, Betty... And the horses will sit there and lick on this thing all day long. They will also bite it, too. Yeah, they'll dig their teeth across it. And it kind of makes my skin crawl because it's almost like nails on a chalkboard kind of thing. You hear their teeth grinding against something that's hard. Yeah. Give me the, did it give you the goosebumps, too? Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's always fencing being done as projects. There's always firewood being cut. I mean, there's always things that need to be done. And we have a project list of what we need to do and what kind of steps need to be done there. And didn't you create another project list called Projects That Need to Get Done This Year or something? Yeah. We did a podcast on that, of things we want to accomplish in 2023. Because you kept yelling no, at me. Mother also made a dope thing. A, a few we tried doing it on uh, Excel on the computer in a spreadsheet so that we could prioritize whether we needed to buy stuff or whether it was a one-person or two-person job or if it, like there were projects that were contingent on other projects. So building phase two, three, and four of the new horse barn requires phase one to be built. Well, phase one needed to be, uh, or if we're at needed to happen, we needed to move the pigs out of there. In order to move the pigs out of there, we needed to make a new pig yard. So all of these things were contingent on other things, and until you completed one project, you couldn't move on to some of the others. 
and then a lot of that is weather dependent. I mean, our whole lives are revolving around the weather. What you wear, what you do, how you do it, what you feed, when you can accomplish different things on the farm, all weather dependent. So we, we always have the weather app on our phones. We probably look at it, what do you think, two and three times a day? <laughs> Everything is depending um, from what's the temperature going to be, what's the overnight temperature going to be, when is rain coming, what are the winds going to be, because sometimes we have to open or close the high tunnels because of the wind. Um, sometimes we can't do certain burning or projects because of the wind. So we can't put roofs on different structures when the wind's blowing just because it's fighting big 12 to 18 foot sheets of metal and that wind catches it just right and it's a sail it'll slice through your fingers it will take off across the pasture and either kill somebody injure somebody destroy another building so you know you, you watch for the wind uh, we have a weather station on our property that gives us accurate information for our property where it may not be accurate as far as the weather channel or the weather station. So we, we probably look at, I want to say the weather app, two to three times a day minimum, and it changes. So what you look at it in the morning may not be the same forecast that's going to be in the evening. Like sometimes, oh, it's supposed to rain tomorrow at this time, so we'll have to wait 10 days. Yes. No so rain. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's irritating, especially when we were doing hay, when we were cutting hay. Oh, that was nightmares. What are you talking about? You weren't on the tractor. You weren't loading the hay. I take that I back. Had to, I you didn't move hay bales. You would help us get it ready. You would move animals and things. So you did help I, with hay. I also had to listen to you guys bitch about it. Yeah, there is that. So the weather would be... Clear skies for a week straight. Great! We can go cut hay. The temperature is right. The humidity is right. We can cut hay. So we'll go out there, cut hay, and as soon as the hay field is done, we learned this lesson the hard way of you don't cut the whole hay field at once. So as soon as you do that, it's going to rain and you can't get it up. Or you're going to have equipment issues. So at least if you cut it in sections, you're only losing that one section. Because never fails... We cut hay, and equipment breaks, it rains, you can't put the hay up, you can't get the hay up, there's a problem with the truck, the tractor, the baling equipment, the raking equipment, something's going to happen. The sheep get out, the cows get out, the goats get out, we have some sort of emergency that we can't finish hay once we start it, and that's like a constant problem. Now, what she's talking about is when we go purchase hay or feed, we got to load it in the back of the truck, so when that happens, you don't want to move it in the rain so your hay gets wet or your feed gets wet, and then both of them mold. Whew! We're at a stoplight now, so it's not as loud. Let's see. So everything is dependent on rain and what you don't do one day, you've got to do the next, or you have to have plan B in place of, if it rains today, how? what are we doing with the sheep? What are we doing with the goats? What are we doing with Betty? What are we doing, you know, where are we going to put them? So if we're going to town today, we left Betty locked up. The sheep got to go out. Because uh, Betty's going to try and escape. Yeah, we, 
we just have this feeling that Betty will try to get out as soon as we let her into certain pastures. And we've, we've Betty-proofed this, or so we thought, and somehow or another she finds a way. So we're, we're still ever working on the cow-proofing gates, or cow-proofing pastures. Um, so we know she can't get out of Hornytown Heifer Hotel. Because it's electrified, it's got a fencing around certain areas. It's got double fencing. On one side. We gotta work on the rest of the double fencing. Yeah. Um, and it's got electric on two different lines on it, so Betty pretty much stays in there. It was meant for the goats, but it's working for her. Because she keeps escaping. We're, we're, we're working on it. We're Hopefully it's not going to be for much longer that she can get out anywhere else. What the hell is that? Some kind of weird structure, like a tarp or something, off the side of the road. Um, I'm going to guess it's a homeless encampment. Probably. I saw a tent back there. Well, that's probably it, then. Um, let's see, what else do we do? normally in the evenings or routine or non-routine? Uh, we've kind of covered, we've, had, we've almost covered it all, I think. You think so? I mean, we're at a little over an hour, so which is a, it's a good time length for our podcast. Um, we talked about winter, we talked about summer, we talked about the different aspects of what we do on a daily basis. Um, we have the guardian dogs, Oh, we didn't talk about what I do with the guardian dogs so in the mornings, I uh, because we have we have three guardian dogs currently, and then we have the house dog Thorstenson Howl the third. That's Lego. He's not. He's a couch slug. He, he he has a job. He's a potato. He is a potato. He likes his couch. He likes snuggles with mother. He's a ratter. He loves to go hunting for rats. Um, he also points at the rats too. Yeah, if he can't get to them, he will like. Sit there and look the paw out and point at it. He's a mutt. We don't know what kind of dog he really is, so he may have some some sort of ratting instincts, pointer instincts inherent to him. So let's go back to the, the guardian dog. So in the morning, if we have two dogs that are guardian dogs, one of them is Athena, who's in the barn. We have uh, Segan and Freya. Notice the theme here. These are all um, Norse gods and goddesses. Uh, or goddesses, because they're all girls. Thorstason, his, his original name is supposed to be Thor, but he's not a Thor. He's not a power protector. He, he's Sluggo, so Thorstason is his name. And uh, so Segan cannot get off the... She's on a chain, but she gets to come into a big enclosed room um, on the porch during the day. She gets to go out on night, and she's kind of yard patrol, I guess, barking at things around the house in the yard. Yeah, I don't think any can go up the driveway. Without her knowing? Yeah. She can't get off the chain during the night or day, and she gets out when we go out and do different chores and places and things. With supervision. With supervision, because she won't come back, she won't recall, and she has this thing about chasing cars and running the road all day. So Yeah, if she escapes, I usually have to go off and chase her, which usually involves going into this small creek. Yeah, so she she's not the best dog. 
She she got parvo. She's been fixed. She had hip dysplasia because not dysplasia. That's actually a medical condition. She got hit by a car, which jacked her hip all the way up into her midsection. So she was on bed rest for a while. Um, but she just won't come back when she's supposed to. Freya, on the other hand, sometimes will. Sometimes. So if the weather is not so nice, like today, she came in because she didn't want to be outside in the rain. Um, she'll come back, and she gets locked up in the daytime because we have a university that's close to us, and they have runners who run down the road. Or professors that... Yeah, the professor's like, bitch. You have, like, a whole park that you could go run out. You have all your campus. No, it's going to walk around on this one road. They like to walk and run on the country road and then complain that the dogs are out barking at them. Oh, that's don't kinda... run on that route. Don't run somewhere yeah. else. There's, like, Our... a whole nature park. Okay, just... okay, okay. Get off your soapbox. I'm... We're almost there. There's some more things I want to say before we get there. So... They'll run on the road, they complain, and, you know, then we have to deal with the sheriff's department who, they don't care that the dogs are on the road, they just, you know, have to report and appease the, the university. But the university has literally tens of miles of walking pathways and trails, yet they insist on running on this road where they know there are dogs. Um, you know, dogs are a thing in the country. Anyway... Freya will sometimes come back. So part of my morning chores is finding her, and then she wants to make it into a game of catch me if you can, if she doesn't come back on her own, and in which case I have to go get in the truck and go drive the roadways, which sometimes she gets in the truck and wants to go for a ride, sometimes it's a big game, um, but she patrols the whole farm at night um, by herself until Athena can get on board and I don't know that they're ever going to be friends because Athena does not like Freya. But I'll have to go get her, which can take anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour of my morning. <laughs> yeah. Because she wants to play games or she goes into a bigger creek where I can't go get her, so it might be way steep or more. She might be in the woods after something. She may have found a groundhog, a skunk, a raccoon something that she has killed and brought back so she finds treasures during deer season she finds deer legs deer hides deer heads from hunters or so, from the trash lot yeah she gets treasures at the trash lot so you know she thinks that we're going to take her treasure so she takes her treasure at hides so it, it's a, any combination of things to get her up. And we've tried working with her trainer, and it's mainly our fault because we we didn't do the best job training the girls. So that's partially our fault for the way they act. Um, we're working with Athena, but she still has issues on her own. So we're at the, the uh, where are we at? The distillery. And I'm picking up the grain, so I'm about ready to end. So... Um, Evening for me, we let Segan off the or Segan on the chain, let her outside, and then we'll let Freya off to go roam and do her things. So that's kind of a rough week for us and what kind of things are like on a daily basis. And no two days are the same, so uh, you get the idea. It's really hard to plan anything in advance for us, especially events and things, because everything we do is dependent on the weather, and you usually can't predict the weather 
more than 24 hours in advance. So that's why we, we have a tendency to not plan things to do, events or whatever. Yep. So I am the Fat Man Farmer. And I'm Wee Wellman. And we will talk to you next time.